This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. and you may know me from such films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and a whole bunch of View Askew films. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time, talk time, let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, to come on and let's get it. Talk time, anime, comics, movies, and games, to come on and let's get it. Talk time, anime, comics, movies, and games, to come on and let's get it. Talk time, anime, comics, movies, and games, to come on and let's get it. Talk time, live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Hope everybody's having a great week. Um, we're still waiting for the next move between Helena Taylor and uh, Platinum Games right now. The, the ball's in uh, Taylor's court at this point because they already served it back to her. And with that claims that they offered her more than what she was claiming so helena on the meantime is sticking to her guns with this thing she pinned the video statement onto her uh twitter page so she's not backing down on her claims so and and saying that that's a four thousand was all that they you know offered her but they're saying that they offered her more than that and they have documentation stating that uh which was cleared by bloomsburg and we talked about that uh just recently in our you know, select star video game podcast. So, uh, at this time, we're still waiting for the next move to be done. We're days away. This is officially Sunday. We're waiting just days away to the premiere of Bayonetta. And personally, I said it before, if I don't see any more proof about Helena Taylor's claims, I'm going to get the game because at this point, if, you know, she left out a lot of misinformation, if at best, if this is true, what was found by Bloomberg, uh.com and you know provided by an anonymous uh, staff member at platinum games if this is true then you know she has she has the documentation she has the the timestamps, the emails that confirm this offer she has to present that if this is true she can't just say it and did not provide information 
<laughs> and then she she can't say that like it you know she's gonna she wants to do away with this all no you don't because if you did you wouldn't have put this out there so you can't put this out there and think everything is just going to go back into the normal thing so you started something you have to finish it and until then you know we're counting down the days to that so hopefully we'll get some new information but for now i am like knee deep in gotham knights which i will also be talking about and giving my review of it i people have been dming me trying to you know get an idea of what i think about this game i didn't want to go into this game so i heard i didn't read other reviews but i heard other reviews and other people say you know their thoughts on it i want to give my thorough thoughts on it so i'm knee deep and i mean clay deep <laughs> into this uh game people who play the game know what the hell i'm talking about but i want to give i wanted to give my thorough thoughts about it because you know i gotta i want to write down the pros and the cons that i think about it um maybe some misconceptions maybe you know about the game who knows but you know will i agree with the other reviews when i finish reviewing it that's or will we come up with the same things that's what i want to talk about when you know on the next episode of select star so you know if you want to know and for those who have been dming me trying to find out what i think about the game find out when i do and talk about this on the next episode of select start the video game podcast for talk time live um and, and basically it's like i don't i review games i take time to write you know notes down and you know get my thoughts and go into detail about these i don't want to give anybody the wrong impression of what i think of something you know because you know especially if i haven't played it as deeply as i should to say like this is a good game this is a bad game this is it's unprofessional you know um i want to make sure that i have conviction on why i like a game or why i hate a game i don't want to just say like oh you know i just played it for like the first hour and i'm this is good no and then later on i find out there are bugs there are glitches and then i talked you and influenced you into buying a game that was actually crappy because i didn't play it through it <laughs> i don't want to be the person that like saying like oh this was you know you said this was good and turns out you know there's a whole bunch of crap going on here and I, truth be told i probably didn't play the game no i don't want that i don't want that to be me i never want that i like to do things thoroughly intricately if you will um with a with a sense of minute detail added to it so you will get my response but you will get why i feel the way i feel about this in any game that i put in so stay tuned for select start this week but we got a lot of news well not a lot of news but we got some news to talk about uh this week and then on top of that we have my thoughts in review on black adam give you my thoughts on that like i said on the uh promos the good the bad and the rock bottom uh what i felt about this movie was it a was it a game changer as they you know used a buzz term for their promos and everything uh we'll see we'll see uh we'll we'll see how this goes uh and how well this did and how much of an impact did this make towards all of the other films so we'll talk about that in our talk topic of the week so i said enough people let's not waste any time let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new 
and world of ACMG. So one of the biggest things to come out this week, aside from the Bayonetta thing on the video game front and the G4 thing, which I didn't talk about uh, recently, but I will talk about it on this episode, um, is Creed. Creed 3, we got not only the poster uh, art for the uh, upcoming movie, but we also have the trailer and the trailer looks so awesome. This will be directed by Michael B. Jordan this time around. Uh, and it looks like i look there's the term that uh what is that 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 this nation uses ticket or skip it this is full ticket for me i i absolutely am looking forward to seeing this movie it looks awesome the story plot and everything looks dope and then you got on top of that you got jonathan majors making um his appearance as the big bad guy for this so let's talk about the story here jonathan majors plays damian anderson an old friend and boxing prodigy who is hell-bent on being the best boxer in the world and will go through anyone to do it he looks to take uh he looks to take his resentment out on his old friend adonis creed who decided to take him in after being incarcerated for years uh we get a little bit of an understanding of what happened with his story they got this little flashback of those two being kids and they getting arrested and um it looks like you know adonis somehow got away because of probably who his father is but uh anderson probably did not he got he got you know the tail end of that situation which sucks so you i think he's going to be one of those like bad guys that we kind of understand and somewhat empathize with him some of us will be able to empathize with him uh due to the circumstances that he's you know so he's gonna be kind of a good guy bad guy i can see this coming but um he's coming for he's coming for revenge he's coming for like anger and vengeance in this one um while damien was in jail missing out on all of the uh on becoming a legend adonis became one of the most famous and profitable athletes in the world like he they even show him on forbes uh he's kind of like the mayweather of this deal he's just like his father in in a sense because his father you know apollo when you know he was around during the original rocky uh movies that dude was just you know he was pretty much rick flair at this point and you know he's kind of you know adonis has taken up on that realm as well he's becoming i just i here's my thing and i don't think this is going to happen because ryan coogler or michael b jordan i don't think they're going to let this happen one of the biggest things i hated about the original five rocky movies is it's five itself rocky went broke because of paulie can i tell you how much i hated 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 that 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 moment that move paulie screwed him for all his money because he diverts his money to something that just totally went out and it, and all these dudes all of them went broke and they ended up back in like south philly it was i was so pissed off about that so um i mean it, it, it I, it's not a bad story plot for me but it's just i really wanted rocky to shine and he just went to such a turn and I, you know what which was what's great about it what i will say about that that story point 
is it's reality it can happen it has happened it happens to a lot of athletes it's realistic i just wanted rocky to shine you know and you know sylvester alone in him kid is with a sense of reality on that one i don't think exactly siri so <laughs> i don't think ryan coogler or um or michael b jordan is gonna let this happen to adonis simply because we see this too much in black films we always have this sense of struggle and we barely get to see our people shine in films and we're i mean now we're starting to see a little bit more but we need to see it as like it's second nature as it's just normal air and we have not yet been assimilated and used to that idea that ideology that we are at a status in our society so i will be so surprised and greatly disappointed if they ever would do that to uh, to the adonis creed character because we've seen too much struggle we need to see excellence more of it in this case so i doubt we're going to see that but this is going to be awesome i want to also note that um yeah, Ryan, I, I didn't mention Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler, even though he's not directing it, he is, uh, him and his brother Keenan are behind the story of this. So they, they worked on the story and, and, and the writing for this. Um, I want to also note that Victor Drago will be making his return back as well from the second Creed movie. And I don't know if there's, if, if this is him making a cameo or some type of prelude to what has been talks about him coming up with his own movie and his own side movie with uh, his father, Drago. Um, I don't know what's going to come about that, but that's going to be interesting to see where they're going because they, they're, they're looking to take this, the Rocky, I guess, universe farther. This is one of the things that Sylvester Stallone was not happy about. I guess, but also we weren't happy about the fact that Sylvester Stallone didn't give Ryan Coogler or Michael B. Jordan props during the Oscars anyway. So, you know, touche, <laughs> but I am looking forward to this is coming out in, uh, I believe 2023 of course. Um, I just, let me see if I could get a date. Cause I, I think they did have a date for this where, uh, da, 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 I'm looking at, yeah. Um, March 3rd, 2023, it will arrive. I am so looking forward to this. Um, I think we need a, we need this type of movie. It's, you know, we, even though we're getting away from the, the comic book aspect of this, this is probably going to be the most anticipated non-comic book movie to come next year. Um, even though it does star Killmonger and Kang. So <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to that. It, it's, it's going to be dope. Uh, so Here's to that and uh, looking forward to it. So we also got a chance to check out Titan season four trailer, which just arrived. And I've been waiting to see this trailer for quite some time. I didn't know who was gonna be the big villain for this one. I've loved this series since day one. Um, and it's just only gotten better, especially last year with the uh, Slade Deathstroke uh, storyline, which people arguably, you know, compared that to the Arrow version of slate and I, this dude did just as well uh as the other guy did in the uh in in the arrowverse version and what i love about titans is that it's pretty much the arrowverse i believe blonte uh productions is still on doing this but it's the arrowverse turned up a notch giving it sort of a rated r type of uh treatment here and 
I, I enjoyed it immensely. The it just gets better and better, and it it's more of a slow burn to the Titans that we know from the comics. Even seeing Beast Boy, you know, becoming Beast Boy now, and Starfire becoming the Starfire that we are used to uh, used to seeing, you know, especially um, certain costumes, you know, looks, cosmetics, and all that stuff. You know, everybody's coming into their own person now. But this one, how the question was, how are they going to top what they did last year with uh, Slade? And we did know that they made it trip to a uh, to um, I was about to say apocalypse to uh, Metropolis actually last year, but that was just a prelude to what's going to happen this year because they have announced and they revealed that Lex Luthor will be the main villain of this season. And we see scenes where Connor and Lex meet up, and him saying like father like son. Like for those who haven't watched, I don't. I don't pretty much know much about the comic book origin of this, but I know this from Young Justice. Um, if you haven't watched Young Justice, highly recommend watching Young Justice. Uh, there's one of the best, one of absolutely the best DC animated series that they've come about. And that's saying a lot because Justice League Unlimited was just so awesome. Uh, but in, Just in Young Justice, Connor and Lex meet up because turns out that Connor is a test tube subject of Superman and Lex Luthor. So he's kind of the best of both worlds. You know that old saying like, you know, if, you, if such and such and such and such has had a kid, this will be it. They literally did that with Connor, um, <laughs> with Connor Kent here. And, you know, he, he's pretty much uh, gonna meet his father for the first time. And I wanna see how far they go in terms of the storyline on Young Justice to this, because again, I don't know the origin story from the comics, but I've watched Young Justice storyline and I want to see how far they go with this. So it's going to be interesting. This Lex Luthor looks very menacing, uh, more menacing than anything, not compared to um, the Giant Cryer version right now to me. And a lot of people have agreed with this. John Cryer is possibly one of the greatest Lex Luthors out there. So, um, I want to see how this one does. He has a full beard this time around. So they really kind of making it their version of him here. And it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this because he's, this one's, like I said, he, he's very villainous. He's more menacing. He's not the, uh, he's not like the Donner version of Superman that we, that we're used to, nor is he, uh, is he like, the other ones that we've seen before this is going to be another version one that even batman was afraid of and he mentioned that in the trailer here uh the trailer also showed what looks like brother blood and i had it i had hindsight that brother blood was going to make an appearance this season we'll see how that goes but also we saw beast boy continuing to evolve in his abilities to morph into animals so there's going to be a lot of storyline coming this season and we'll get to see it counting down the days we got november 3rd which will be the day that uh which is a thursday we'll get to see it whether we're going to see it all full episodes i don't know hbo max is not usually known to do that They're, they they want to do it episodically week on a weekly basis so 
Um, I'd be surprised if they give it all to us at once, but I am looking forward to it. If you haven't watched Titans, go out of your way, check it out. You got three seasons to check out until this new season comes in. So, you know, it's, it's on its way. Check it out. All right. Last bit of last thing I want to talk about, not even news last because this is really like old news. And then especially with the platinum game situation it kind of teetered over the fact that G4 TV is going away after only a year i never got a chance to talk about that because the helena taylor thing and this platinum gangs thing just totally went you know viral quick and that's even that when you really think about it that's so bad that the idea that g4 tv should be a bigger deal in a sense um how the hell did this platinum games helena taylor deal become a bigger story than the fact that g4 tv like g4 tv demise didn't even hit major news media uh, outlets the helena taylor platinum games thing did that speaks volumes of why this is going according to deadline ceo dave scott put out a memo that viewership was low and the network has not achieved sustainable financial results. Consequently, G4 will be closing down and shutting down its studios after only a year. X-Play co-host, uh, the completionist Gerard, or Gerald, or Gerard, I believe, uh, the completionist stated on Twitter that he found out about this news on a tweet that showed the article from Variety. Of course, the trolls and fans went crazy over this news. <coughs> Excuse me. And as expected, targeted Frost as the person responsible for the second demise of this network. Um, very interesting here. I believe she plays a significant role. I truly, it's hard not to. It's hard not to say that what truly was the reason for it, but I believe Frost may have been a significant, may not be all of it, because I think there are other elements to this as well that factored into this. But damn, that rant really didn't help this any bit. It really didn't help. Um, it's not, and again, I it, if you really want to go deep on the on the rant that she did, because I think there's a there's a ha there's half of it that I think it was justified that she that she said it. I think there was the other half that was irrelevant and really didn't need to be said, and that was the idea. That was the tr that was the tr fact that she revealed that her black Okage. I can't stand saying black Okage because it's derivative. Um, dude, it's just Okage. Like, and that's a whole other story. Um, I di I digress. But the idea that you say that you guys don't do your own reviews and that was kind of you that was people fed on that people went on that alone like if you just talked about the whole sexist rants and harassments that she was getting she's totally right for that she should not have been harassed she should not have been bullied she should not have been you know compared to morgan webb and olivia munn you know or even Gina Darling for, for that matter, because that's their new Olivia Munn. That was their new Olivia Munn. That was the person that they were trying to 
you know, be the new Olivia Munn and Morgan Webb. I mean, I to me, I felt like she, I mean, she dropped it gorgeous. That's it. That speaks for itself. But I feel like she relied too much on that rather than her ability to be an actual, you know, good host or whatever like that. Like Olivia Munn and Morgan Webb were are drop dead hot no denying but also they were great at what they were doing they really showed their fandom it's not to say that she didn't have her fandom but i think she's one of those characters one of those people influencers if you will i guess in this day and age that really kind of focus on the thirst trap aspect of them rather than the 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 actual um you know depth of what morgan webb in 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 olivia munn was like I knew she's she is a true to heart gamer. I wanted to see. I would love to see more of that, or even G four even give her the opportunity to focus on that. And it's not her fault, possibly. Maybe just the direction that they wanted her to go. And you know, they played on her looks. It's just like it. It has to be a little bit more to that. But going back to the frost situation, if she did not mention that, I think they would have been a little bit better off than they were but the idea because here you have your audience are gamers it's but your audience is also other reviewers and streamers and people who do review games and and go through games myself included who like i just mentioned in the beginning of the show who you know when i do a review when i play a game and talk about it on my own podcast i give thorough you know thoughts on it i write notes i spend hours on end playing these games like i have the data to show that i put so many hours on this game and i complete each game because i want the full experience i can't say that this game is good i like the gameplay i like to whatever but at the end it's just like it's a flop i want to give you the full experience the fact that they have people do ghost reviews and help them it's not to say that they weren't playing the games but they weren't playing them thoroughly as you other people on youtube and other people who got a chance to play it that rubbed people the wrong way that put people in in a certain place people who you know don't get those platforms and don't get you know the chance to shine you know these guys are on you got these guys are put on a pedestal to just have a look but i know for a fact that you know hokage actually plays these games he's he he got in there draw the completions all those guys got in there because of what they did on youtube not because of what they did in there like let them do what they do you know or give it to the people who are actually reviewing them you know it, it's just to me it, it was it was just it, it really helped it really hurt their brand by that being exposed like that and here's the thing that ha it's very common that this happens where you get people reviewing and then they talk about the game on the show but if they made it to believe that these guys who actually do play these games on their own platforms and talk about these games on their own platforms don't actually do the game it, it made them look bad in their own brand in my opinion i think about toonami and I know it's weird that I'm thinking about two dominating and comparing it to games, but here's the thing. You got Tom, who's a fictitious character played by Steven Bloom. 
who does actually do reviews and really awesome reviews on Toonami at nighttime when while we're watching anime and TV shows or whatnot. And the problem, it, the difference is, is that Steve Bloom is an actor. Steve Bloom is uh, playing a character doing reviews. So yes, he can, he, there's an exception here because he's playing a character that's doing reviews and they're writing it for him. And I talked to Steve Bloom about this. I've asked Steve Bloom about this. And that's why I found out that like, he doesn't play the games. He just reads what the reviewers actually write. And I'm like, okay, I get the gimmick there. That makes sense. But I love the fact that that's, you know, it makes sense because he's an actor doing a voice role of somebody who's doing this for a fictitious character. That's fine. But these guys, Hokage, Adam Sussler, the completionist, Frost, everybody who ever appears on the show, they come on the show with the impression that these guys are actual, you know, gamers and reviewers of these games that the games that they review have been thoroughly played by them. The authenticity of that plays a factor. And there was no authenticity into that when we found out when Frost exposed and revealed that these guys don't do all their reviews. So that really messed up their brand. And Frost, in her arrogance at that point in time, felt like they could get away with this. It won't affect them. Well, I think it did. And I think it did in a most horrible way. There are other factors that uh, played into this as well. Uh, I think that the, the way that they branded things, they only had like three shows. They had X play attack on, um, attack of the show. And then there were some other shows that just weren't really fun and good. They had a game show that was like G4 TV. When it first started, what made people fall in love with it, what made me fall in love with it was that you had a game, you had a network that was absolutely 100% dedicated to celebrating the gaming universe, the gaming community, the gaming industry. They had, yes, they had X-Play came along later. They had Attack the Show came along later from HGTV or whatnot and they, when they merged. But before that, it was all dedicated to the love of video games. They had Electronic Playground, which still airs on YouTube, by the way. Um, it's still an awesome show. Highly recommend people check it out. I don't understand why that was never even mentioned, let alone even bought put into this and i need to watch it because i got a feeling they he he made a comment about that i got a feeling i gotta look look we uh that because they were there before x play ep daily was the original uh video game review show tommy tolerico uh, uh was also on that show and they would talk about video games because he was involved in the video game industry he would interview people he would put you know he's a legend in his own right you know and I love that show almost it, it, and I love X play, but in X play had a little bit of an entertainment aspect to what they were doing back then. And I really wish that they would have brought that back too, because it was the same thing, but it wasn't, it, it, it had his different deals with it. You know, I, I, the fact that they never mentioned it and they kept focusing on they kept focusing on, um, ah, what was that? They kept focusing on like just X play and attack. Like G4 was not consisting of, you know, attack of the show. And there was so much more. They had documentaries 
of the of that uh of video games on air uh victor lucas i need to give him his credit and his props victor lucas was it's still the main you know he he's the creator of ep daily electro the electric playground i honestly i think electric playground was better than x play simply because it was a show that was more focusing on the games not just reviewing the games but also the game like they tried to do the same format for x play and it worked because adam sessler and morgan webb was such a great has such great chemistry the new cast this new generation it was okay but they it, it was something missing from that and they tried to really capture that it didn't really do it but when you victor lucas and uh tommy tellerico should be commended when they came out with it was like 1997 when that uh show debuted on g4 and uh i i missed that i missed the fact that we used to have doc like i said documentaries on this thing there were specials talking about some of the aspects of the video game industry none of that was on this recent version and and its place it was every it became it they brought back what killed g4 tv nobody i i don't care what people say there was a minority of people who liked ninja warrior i don't think ninja warrior ever fit the format of g4 um they also played old episodes of arcade which was like an 80s game show that had arcades in there that was never played on there then the other thing that they ever played was the um g4 vault which was a bunch of content from there from the old g4 what was missing what was the best thing that they ever played on air was something that was you know already making waves on youtube and that was scott DeWoes. scott DeWoes is a show made by this guy um scott this guy scott who does everything himself like he he produces his own content um he's awesome at what he does he has a team that he works with but they put together such a great show that really embellishes what g4 really was he talks about video games he has an entertainment factor to it um his comedic his comedy stylings is superb but in hindsight he talks about the history of certain aspects of the games which is something that g4 really didn't do so instead of them doing their own content they acquired his show to fill that gap and it just wasn't enough and then on top of that they stopped showing it after a while because there were some issues involved um with him and then all of a sudden it pops back up that they you know bring his shows back and then they started showing his shows and like in blocks of versions of it when it the reality is people were already checking out he gets he gets thousands and i mean tens of thousands of views on his platforms he gets millions of um likes and views on youtube like he never they needed him he never needed them and that's a problem that's a problem this thing g4 was heavily mismanaged and it really shows because unbeknownst to, to unbeknownst to many people myself included on black hokage's page Hokage puts in a tweet on the day that they announced that they were just that the, the um the the actual chat the network was gonna um be shut down he writes a tweet on the day because people apparently has been retweeting him telling him about 
you know, the news about this. Heart goes out to everyone who lost their jobs today. But please stop tweeting me articles about G4 shutting down. I I've I haven't been with them since August. In in all caps, for good reason. That is bad. That is absolutely bad. So there was some internal mess that was going obviously that that tweet alone stated that there is some internal mess that was going on and yet yeah, hearts go out to everybody in the background like this is the, this is the reason why i heavily heavily am concerned when i when it comes to working with people because everybody plays a part what you do and what you say can affect more than one people cause and effect is real people and when you go on TV and say something that can affect other people, you got to think of other people in this process. It look we see we've seen this happen a lot. We've seen look what happened was what's going on with um, all elite wrestling right now because of one incident and somebody saying something you know that they shouldn't have said and doing something that they shouldn't have done. When it, and here's the thing: when you think back, when you make these mistakes. You ask yourself, could I have done something different? And if you got more options other than what you did, then yeah, you did wrong. Because if there was no other options to do, Helen and Taylor, we'll figure out sooner or later, like, could there have been another way for her to do what she did? We'll find out soon enough for that. Like cause and effect people like it's yeah, we're human. We're capable of making mistakes. We're capable of a lot of things, but you got to think what you do, your actions that you do, does it, how does it affect you and how does it affect other people in your miss? And that's why you got to make, you got to use critical thinking. You got to make brash decisions, but you also got to use critical thinking. You can't use your emotion in a process. You have to use critical thinking because what you do can really affect other people's lives. And it's apparently did in some form of fashion, business, bad business decisions, mismanagement, and the decision to back up somebody words who claims, cause you're not just backing up the fact that she's been harassed. That's your backing up, which you should have done. And then they double down by showing it on the network. That should have been edited. Because all she needed to say was, if you don't like me, don't watch me. But at the same time, you don't mention the other aspect because that's, and I'm not condoning the idea that they, they, um, you know, they should have hidden that. I mean, no, they should not have. In fact, they should have been doing their own work in my, in my opinion, as somebody who does their own work and I have nobody back me up to do it. I'm just saying like cause and effect people you really need to watch what you say and what you do and don't take it for granted because you never stuff like this is bound to happen with that said g4 is down uh everybody who was hoping that these guys wouldn't benefit got their wish because people stopped obviously stopped supporting them they never got the viewership that they were aiming for and on top of that, like, I mean, G4 became YouTube in the long run anyway. And everybody who eventually, 
all of the hosts, at, at least, I don't think, I think they'll be all right. I think a lot of the hosts will be all right in this case, because a lot of them got their fame from being online in any way, and they, they made their money from being online. They just got a bigger exposure. They were going to get more exposure. Just wasn't handled right. I, I, I think Gina Darling, without a doubt, we have not seen it into her. Okay. It, the way that social media works, the way that our society works, we have not seen the last of that woman by any stretch. Somebody's going to hire that woman. Women like her have no problem in this type of environment in this industry. Uh, I think Hokage will be okay eventually. I think he'll move on to some things. Um, Gerard, completionist, God for God's sakes, he's already booked to do other things right now. These guys do fine. As for the people and the inside, the, the producers, the production crew, the writers, the staff, everybody in there, I feel bad for them. I don't know. Hopefully somebody will come out of that and hopefully can provide a new idea for other people like Jeff Keighley did. Jeff Keighley, look at Jeff, look what Jeff Keighley has gotten to. Jeff Keighley came from HGTV and G4 and all that stuff and just kept creating his own deals. And now this dude is doing the Game Awards, which is every year becoming one of the bigger things. And he, now he has a summer event. He's, he's becoming the Ryan Seacrest of video games because he loves the industry and he wants to keep seeing it shine and the more he does the more opportunities he could provide so i don't think this is the last of what we're going to see from a lot of people but you know i wish everybody the best when i knew but it's just really sad i was so excited when g4 was coming back and in, in some form or fashion and it just went it just went in the craziest way and just in one year it's gone Rest at playership, I guess, you know, to, to the network. Folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and I will talk about my thoughts on Black Adam. And uh, is this a game changer? We'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Brian Donovan, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Leave Hurricane! Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Play! Folks, we're back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Black Adam. Dwayne The Rock Johnson makes his DC Comics debut into the comic book world, and... He's playing one of the most prominent and powerful characters ever produced in the DC universe. How well did it do? You know, DC films, as we all know, has made some hits and miss. This, if you want to take it into terms of baseball, 
it barely made a home run. It didn't knock it out the park. It just barely made a home run. It hit the it hit the uh, Raptors, and they managed to score with this one. Um, but it wasn't the best hit of the moment. Not even close. Uh, I will tell you this: I enjoyed this much better than Shazam. And and not to say that I didn't enjoy Shazam the first one. I had my pet peeves with that one, but overall, it's an entertaining show. It's a watchable movie. I just felt that there was some balls drop with that uh in particularly the setting <laughs> if you will was the one that set me off but it was a fun deal but black adam did kind of the same thing but i thought they did it better um i'm gonna do the i'm gonna do this review with the pro and cons with this um because there was a lot that i liked, but there were some things that i thought that would really diluted my entire experience with the movie that i felt that they could have tightened it up and did better but uh you know for the most part it was really good so we're gonna start with the pros here i thought the film stayed true to the comics origin and story with the story based around adam and the character uh adriana tumez who uh played by uh sarah shahi who in the comics becomes isis uh, I know particular one of my one of our ACMG member uh, Rich is favorite character he used to watch the old show I believe was from the 60s or something like that much people don't know Isis actually had a series back in the day Isis is also part of one of the characters uh, I believe on um, Legends of Tomorrow as well and what we didn't know is that Black Adam for those who didn't read the comic books like myself and I had to figure uh, learn about it later on uh, Black Adam's you know superpowered love interest is isis in there so they are planting seeds definitely for a sequel coming because which you you know we never got to see her turn into isis this is just a origin to what black adam is and i guess down the line if they do a, a black adam 2 which i'm sure if the rock is involved there's going to be another one um we'll see her become isis at this point uh the rock is black adam i thought you know the dude rarely does wrong i even southland tells if anybody's ever seen that movie like people when talk about bad rock movies they go to doom doom was bad southland tells i think may have been worse and southland tells was a movie that had, that he appeared on along with justin timberlake and all this it was a really weird film it was the writing the storytelling everything was just so off base but he his performance was great in there but he's always been really good at whatever character he's ever done like he has that eddie murphy affair like even if it's a bad film eddie murphy still puts on a great performance in it so no matter what you do like the rock is the rock and eddie murphy's eddie and will smith is will smith is like no matter what these guys do their charisma is so great that their performances still come off strong you know with them all and kevin hart i could give him that credit too but the rock this was this was a, a role made for him i mean like this was a character like i don't think you can make the, i mean you could give this to somebody else but i think his charisma is just so as he would put it electrifying that it, it, it it's hard not for it to work it, it would be impossible for this not to work um the costume design was on point as well again let's go to the origin story with this because the origin story i felt like they weren't going to you know talk about how 
Black Adam became Black Adam. But eventually, as the movie further progressed, you they did start talking about how Shazam gave him the powers, how he was the kid, he um how his kid was the chosen one to be that, and the kid ended up giving him the powers. I don't know how true that is to the comics, but I like the premise of how they did that. And he, you know, he gave his father the power to become you know uh black adam you know gave him the shazam powers and then in doing so the kid got killed in the process i really like the way that story went by and how that twist came to be also you know like the cgi which was great because making rock still look like an in shape dude but not nearly as the hawkish like you know presence that he <laughs> that we're used to i thought it was pretty cool they kind of they did the marvel steve rogers thing with him and that i thought the, the, the cgi and special effects in here was just very well done um that played a major factor to people enjoying this film uh but I, it was really cool how they did that also one of the big pros here the appearance of henry freaking winkler is now in a comic book universe albeit not marvel he is uncle al which is the original adam smasher so henry winkler i'm pretty sure we're going to see him again in some form or fashion you cannot not have the fonds here but henry winkler i think this was a great acquisition for dc films because marvel is used to having all of the awesome you know legends and icons on their film they got robert redford in in there some form or fashion you got like uh michael douglas in there as the original ant-man and stuff like that so this is a great play off of that and henry winkler you don't get his talk about icons in in, in tv sitcom history henry winkler is that dude henry winkler like i know there's a lot of kids who probably don't know what the hell the fonz is today but they go back that he you find out why henry winkler is legend i know people also because he's still relevant today knows him from other shows as well but henry winkler man <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with him because he's obviously going to be the uh the opposing um ant-man-esque type of dude you know what they're doing here so i like i like that he's in, in addition to dc films pierce brosnan as dr fate was just spot on you i mean perfect perfect casting with that one um he felt like dr fate he played like like you knew it was pierce brosnan but like dude he played the dr fate character to a t really enjoyed it really enjoyed that aspect and again the cgi with dr fate was just so beautifully done here um Noah Cantonio as uh or Centineo as uh Adam Smasher played a good comic relief character in here and his uh his back and forth and the the ongoing gag with him in uh Hawkman was was pretty funny in here as well uh Quintessa S uh Swindell uh was stunning as Cyclone really enjoyed it loved the flowing of the hair i love the powers that she got and explanation of the powers as uh, she got she is in a dc universe i believe somebody said that she was um a new character not near not really she actually is a character in the comics uh actually she this i guess she's a newer version of this character because the original psych uh cyclone I guess in that respect the original cyclone in dc universe is red tornado's daughter so this version of cyclone is in fact a new version 
or a new character with the name Cyclone. But I don't think it's supposed to be based around the Cyclone from the comics, which is in hindsight an android, like much like Vision and Viz, which is his daughter in uh from the champions in Marvel Comics. So I guess in that respect, she is somewhat of a new character, but using the name from the comics there. So that's what's going on with that. Um the plot held up throughout the entire film for me. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I did, you know, they even them working with uh, going up against Inner Gang in here and Inner Gang making their appearance on there. Thought it played up really well. And what happened going down to the end of it really well. Um, also getting the chance to see Trigon <laughs> make his appearance in the DC films. Thought that was pretty awesome too. And what happened with the uh, main villain of this whole thing. It really played off really well. Uh, the flow of the film just just it was it was really good and of course we got to see at the end the the big mid scene credit which got leaked a while a uh, while ago uh with henry cavill returning and reprising his role as superman so he is not out of the loop he is officially still in the marvel uh, the dc universe as well which honestly at this point i don't see it would have been it would have been accepted but it wouldn't have been as good because henry cavill has done so great being superman and um not to the fault of anybody you know just the the the, the the misdirection of dc films with all of the movies but the performances were great you know the characters were awesome it's just you know it, it is what it is and they're trying to work hard reshaping it back up to be the, the the universe and the strength that they wanted this brand and universe to be but henry cavill is back and a lot of people are happy about that so regardless of it being leaked that's still great news as well and also how this movie single-handedly connects to justice league suicide squad and shazam as well as peacemaker um i thought that was awesome because of all of these connections here it made it all it made this movie all the more important here um just the fact that we got to see emily uh harcourt in here from from uh peacemaker it was just plain awesome she's working with amanda uh amanda waller now so that was an awesome appearance because last time we saw her she was damn near killed in um in suicide squad or not in suicide squad in uh peacemaker so it was great to see her back and off again which means we'll probably see her in the next season of um peacemaker as well so, and I'm glad because I didn't want her to die. She was awesome. She is god of <laughs> in this uh, show. So she's back. And uh, this also furthered the connection with Peacemaker Amanda Waller and all this stuff. So there was a lot to take in with this um, with this uh, series. And then on top of that, we got to see Jamon uh, Huntsu come back as uh, the Wizard Shazam looking much better than he did before. They, I think they learned a lesson from the first Shazam because his hair was ridiculous and i joked about that so many times i thought that was the other thing that um uh, if i recall when i was reviewing that movie that i was not happy with how i like the fact that um jamon uh huntsu was shazam i did not like the fact that how they made him look you know the makeup job and cosmetic job that they look and the hair that it just looked crappy like if you look at him now and the new uh in, a, in the upcoming sequel they got him look with locks. They got his hair looking it like it looks like crappy, you know, um, you know, crappy Rasta style locks that didn't get 
worked on or the beautician but it look it makes sense because it looks natural it looks much more natural than it ever did before like they got a bigger budget they can afford to give them a new wig to to wear in this thing so that worked out it looks so much better now so kudos to them bringing back and again with him being there and him being one of the ones to give you know the origin story for black adam it all connects it together so i was worried that they were not going to connect the shazam x aspect to black adam because you can't have shazam you can't have captain marvel aka shazam or billy batson whatever without black adam because these two are like rivals so i'm glad that they did connect it they didn't steer away from it and to me that was a major plus to this the cons that i had i didn't notice i didn't mention i mentioned briefly uh elder uh, aldous uh hodge uh who i do like people don't realize i believe he is i believe the the original face for Th uh, thanos in in the uh, avengers film um but aldous hodge i think he was don't quote me on it i believe he was but aldous hodge who played um he played a good hawkman he played a he, he i thought he did good as hawkman don't get me too wrong i thought he did good it was it's nothing about his performance it's not about the way he portrayed the character but i was confused as to whether just from a story point and plot i was confused as to whether he was based on the comic version or is he an entirely revamped version not just because of the race swap um but hawkman if i'm correct isn't he also from another planet I, again i'm not really that thoroughly in depth with dc i know hawk girl is from another planet but is he and that also goes with the wings where they real because i'll it was always talked about that like he because he comes off as more of a tony stark batman-esque character in here and i was confused about that um as to whether he was human i i, I was really confused i don't know the, I, I feel like he's playing a new version and i wasn't really sure and they didn't really focus on that idea even though i know this is great this is supposed to be for about black adam can we get some hint of what version it was you know if you're a comic book fan i guess i got what i would need to talk to a dc if anybody's listening is really thoroughly inept in depth to with their dc knowledge please let me know is is hawkman really human or is he alien or he i don't it, it's there was because there was also the dc i mean the uh justice league unlimited episode that kind of confused me as well when he was meeting up with hawk girl so i'm a little bit confused of his origin he's kind of giving me like moon knight vibes right now <laughs> to like confusion of what is this dude really you know a hawk guy is or does he aware of it what's the story with him so i would i would have wanted a little bit more backstory on him and i felt like i didn't get that and then maybe that's just a personal thing for me that didn't really take away from the movie at the end of the day but it was just one of those little things that i you know really bothered me because i i'm aware of hawkman but i'm not too understanding of which origin or what are they doing with his character or what is it based on um this is a major con for me a, the reliance on pop music selections throughout the film it ran dry with me really quick um i like the idea that they used the rolling stones uh song at the beginning um because that fit the format but i felt like they should have stopped right there because 
the, the, the tone of the movie could have remained really awesome, but they kept bringing up these new, these other songs. Like, all right, we get it. Suicide Squad did it, but only because Guardians of the Galaxy did it first. And when James Gunn did it for, you know, that, it should have stopped there. Granted, they tried to they tried to do their own thing with Suicide Squad, the first one. It didn't come off as smoothly as it did. So James Gunn ended up doing, you know, through trial and error, ended up working on the second Suicide Squad. So that's his signature. And it worked with the way he did it because he did it right. I don't think everybody should be doing the James Gunn musical thing. It just, it, you really, it just cannot because that's going to be... It's one of those things where like one person does a, he, he does something really great and then everybody else tries to mimic it and then it looks played out and then it just, you get tired of seeing it because everybody's trying to, you know, get that same vibe. When, when somebody does it so good, let them do it and let it remain that way for years. It's like back to the future, one, two, and three has been awesome. We don't want to see anybody mimic that. We don't want to see anybody reboot that. And if not, not for years on end, like for like at least 50 years, when this movie's so old, it's like, okay, this movie was so great. Let's go try to, you know, bring that back, bring that magic back. It's based on a, it's based on a movie from, you know, 50 years ago. And I wouldn't say like, let's reboot, you know, um, Back to the Future, because that movie's timeless. Even though it, it does play itself out, it doesn't, aged well because we're now into the time that we were in and we're not we still don't have hover bikes uh hoverboards damn it not much but it is nonetheless we we you know there's some things you just don't want to mimic so i felt like when it got to you know baby come back when uh kareem was singing it and all the stuff which felt that part right there was a little bit i'll talk about that in a minute but we got that point and then we also get the kanye power deal which i get it power does fit the format but one here's the problem with power here's obviously a wrong thing we're using power at this point or kind of anything from kanye at this point one this didn't age well and i know that they filmed this before they before the controversy of kanye has come out um so it, it was like oh it was like one of those things i'm pretty sure jim lee and, and dwayne johnson was in the theater they're like song at this point even though it did fit the other problem with the song is that it's been overused to so many movies and commercials and everything you just let that song rest let that that song does not need to be made or need to be used for a long time if not at this point ever <laughs> i mean it's not even just the controversy aspect of it it's just the fact that we've heard that song be used so many it's so overused it just dc should have thought more better whoever decided that like that's the song choice that they would use should be kicked in the ass because it's just over you it's probably somebody who rather was not in like who's not really aware of what's going on in, in the hip-hop scene right now i'm sure they were there were possibly plenty of other songs they could have used from other artists 
and they chose to use that one the most overused that is to music and 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 power is used so much it is kind of like as a graphic designer there are certain fonts that people stopped using because it was overused the papyrus font at one point was so overused by everybody it was like now it's it's been damned as one of the fonts that you do not use anymore it has just been used so much because it was an awesome font but it's been we now see everybody relied on using it for every single advertisement logo everything i've been a i've been a proponent of that but i've recognized that like we can't use that anymore it's, it's been overused rather make your own fonts and or use something else and manipulate it in a certain way kanye's power and i say kanye not yay because this probably was one of the last great it was probably one of the greatest albums that he um that he's done before yay appeared <laughs> and i like to separate the two even though i'm not listening to any of the music anymore regardless i like to separate the two because it's, there's a significance between the first five albums of kanye and what happens after that um but as I, I digress using that was just it was just bad timing all around and just not a great selection to use so i felt that that really kind of brought the movie down a little bit more in my enjoyment of it from that point um just the one rolling stone song would have been it and that was that should have been that should have been done and then just use the theatrical music from that point there was also some campy performances um in, in moments that took away took me away from the movie as well and it felt like a michael bay movie and i mentioned kareem before but kareem was good at some points and then he was just like he was that michael bay character that comes on the scene that that mascot character from a michael bay movie that always does some really you know obviously funny roles but it's not really that funny because it's like we expect it to happen and it's not like Oh my god this is hilarious it's just like okay he's doing he's being he's trying to be hilarious it's supposed to be a funny moment but we've seen moments like this before in other movies in particular michael bay movies is known for it almost to the point that i was like did he executive produce this or whatnot <laughs> in this although some of the funnier moments you know that of this film how the hell did no one complain about adam busting through the walls of adriana's uh in, in, in almond's house like these guys have no home black adam has burnt okay that was another thing that really pissed me off too there was a scene where black adam just went blitz and started destroying amon's room which had a bunch of posters of the justice league in there he used his laser eyes or 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 thunder and lightning powers or whatever which put everything in fire amon's not scared or he's not worried about his house being destroyed by black adam even though the house they live in a like really rural like really third world type of environment still they had walls and adam's destroying everything he's putting them on fire Amon's not worried that his house is going to, or, or the entire building is going to go into, you know, the foundation of the building is going to go to, uh, the crap. Adriana is not worried about this. 
they have he's busting through every wall it's like how is this how is like I, I don't get why nothing nobody was worried about this this these homes which by the way weren't really the best homes in the first place and you know it felt like if you pinch it or pluck it it will fall apart anyway nobody's worried about that nobody's talking about that or complaining about that like dr fate made mention of it jokingly but it's like nobody's worried that like first of all we gotta live here so you're destroying my crib we gotta live here we established a home here and you got we gotta live here that to me always it just rubbed me the wrong way it's like can you at least complain or you know say stop doing that teach this dude how to use a door or whatnot nobody talked about that they just talked about him being a hero like so heroes can oh, it's okay for heroes to just create this much collateral damage in your crib and you're okay with it because wait y'all can live somewhere else it just seemed unrealistic it, it reminded me of like the godzilla movie where brian cranston died in and by the end of that movie that two hours snooze fest and five minutes of action by the end of that movie they showed everybody who was still alive and not being stumped by godzilla they they were cheering for this guy who destroyed it created so much collateral damage in there in, in japan or wherever they were setting in that in that film they made so much collateral damage and by the end everybody was cheering like godzilla's a hero dude you killed half my family from the family reunion and you also probably destroyed my house and i'm supposed to cheer for you because you destroyed another monster thank you i guess okay this is the same thing it's like can, can somebody address this at least like can you stop i gotta live here after you finish saving the planet or whatever like that were you trying to do like oh my god they already live in a third world country as is this was not helping to matter so and lastly while i did like oh actually no it's not last you know i, I guess i can say that while i did love seeing ender gang in here as a part of this which is awesome and ender gang is somebody i first was introduced to again on justice league unlimited and um superman uh the animated series um while i did love seeing ender gang in this movie i was a little slightly disappointed not too disappointed that they did not go with the original version of the syndicate from the comics now for those who don't know even though i already realized that it wouldn't make sense based on the premise and settings of this movie for those who don't know inner gang is a evil crime syndicate in dc comics that has tied battles with a lot of major um superheroes and in the ill but they're also known to be to have negotiations and 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 uh working negotiations with uh apocalypse which is the home where dark side rules so they're being supplied inner gang has supplied with a lot of technology from apocalypse to do what they need to do and working exchange they help they're kind of liaisons for for uh dark side in the apocalypse whenever they come to earth or whatnot pretty much so in the movie they are more noticed known as terrorists but it makes sense because there are no gangsters and that's what they were and and you know i'm saying crime syndicate but they they were like your everyday you know prototypical gangster characters but with technology so that was the that was the twist to this 
um and it's not saying that they couldn't go that direction with other versions but in this particular movie inner gang is a terrorist group so i mean they could go about it if they do another movie um like say if they do shazam or you know another superman and inner gang is in a metropolis or earth earth two one two three or philly or three philly i guess which i guess this is based shazam is based on um they could do a crime syndicate version of that region i guess they could if they want to but um it, it again this is one of those little pet peeve things that didn't take away from the movie i actually did like the inner gang in here i just it would have been awesome to see it but i, I also recognize that it it wouldn't fit the idea and i i do understand that that's probably why they changed um what they did for the movie but just having inner gang in there is awesome anyway and they still were highly um they did have a lot of technology where it came from i don't know i hope they do still have ties with apocalypse and getting their technology i hope that storyline still sticks in here because I, we still should have dark side and apocalypse be a part of this whole entire thing even if they do go another direction here but uh, i'm looking forward to it but overall while this movie didn't truly change the game as the promo described nor did it reinvent the wheel for comic book uh storytelling in movies it was fun it was watchable uh which is something that dc desperately needs right now with everything that they've been going on i felt that this was more of a hit than a miss and not the best in terms of comic book movies but definitely not the worst um and with it connecting to all of the movies it helped strength it did help strengthen the dc universe a little bit more the way that they should have done in the first place the way that marvel studios have been doing it since day one in 2007 i don't know again i'm and a lot of people are just don't understand why they didn't do it the same way that dc universe did and they went on to such a different direction that it just didn't work meanwhile the arrowverse was doing it the exact way that the marvel cinematic universe was doing it and it worked for them and they were awesome for the like for the last 10 years that they were doing it um crisis on infinite uh x and earth were just some of the best things that they ever came out based on 10 years of storytelling so i really enjoyed that but now you know dc is trying their best to keep a momentum uh there's still the talk of whether flash is going to be seen or not or what they're going to do with that whole thing uh will ezra miller be forgiven it's going to be hard because it's not just the antics and, and the things that he did on the outside he still has that that teenager thing that 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 statutory thing that he has to deal with and you know when we talk about cancel culture and all the stuff like yeah the cancel culture thing is going too far but that's not to say that some people don't deserve to be reprimanded for what they've done and that's a whole situation with that but black adam did show a shred of hope for the franchise that really has been trying to keep the brand together with elmer's glue with this movie connecting to so many others it's making it one of the most important movies of the dc universe but not one that really made like okay now it's like okay they did the good one let's see where they go from there they have to keep keep this momentum up Dwayne johnson has helped them do that let's see where they go from there i hope that the next black adam movie that comes i hope that 
this one will they they will look at this one see what made what made it work and take away you know accentuate the positives hide the negatives or do get rid of the negatives at, at best but if i'm gonna get this grade for this movie it's got to be a c plus like it really like I, I would say this movie definitely um it it, it it was good wasn't great but it was definitely damn watchable you can't go wrong with um there's a lot more good to this that can lead to really better things um i just hope that they really keep the momentum from there because we need we can use some good dc content and like i said hit or misses i I, th I still think suicide squad is probably absolutely the best dc has ever brought in um to this to this day like that was one of the the, the james gunn suicide uh squad movie was just so awesome and peacemaker on top of that is just awesome as well and um you know they got some hit or misses one the first wonder woman was great the second wonder woman was i think they dropped the ball on that in my opinion uh you know we'll, we'll see this the snyder cut was revamped and i thought it was really great um the second time around they did a lot to that and uh we'll see we'll see but i give it a c plus i i it's all I, here's the deal is this something i would say that you could go you need to go out of your way to the movies and no I, i'm just give it to you it's not something but it is something worth watching when it comes on a um on uh hbo max when it arrives probably like 45 days from now it's not one of those go out and gotta like thor wasn't either thor was like thor was fun thor was good um i think yeah this is kind of on the thor love thor um love and thunder level like thor would no thor actually i thought was like if i had to pick between the two i'm definitely i think i would watch thor um nah, not necessarily I, I think they're equal ground <laughs> they are equal ground here but um yeah neither of them were like go out you know you need to go watch it again like it wasn't spider-man you know far from home um it wasn't you know um dr strange in the multiverse of madness but they were good they were good watchable movies that like you can easily watch it you know again when it comes on you know their streaming networks or whatever like that so c plus for me black adam it's out now so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live i hope you guys enjoyed this and every episode that we have on for you uh which is over like what like 600 800 uh tales now <laughs> okay by the way i just realized i had like i did 11 interviews this year i did not realize i did that much i went hard this year on interviews i don't know if i'm gonna do another one this year i could um maybe not i don't know it depends on who who i grab who i can get whatever like that but 11 interviews for 2022 not bad <laughs> okay so um all of those all of that is available on talktimelive.com all of our audio episodes our video interviews um and some of our other content like our media content my panels that i did last year with repop with the cast of bleach the cast of sailor moon uh that time i got reincarnated as a slime clips from the my hero academia panel is on air the pokemon panel is on air um me appearing on Saturday, sunday night's main event is on air as well 
Uh, you can also check out my blog content on talktomlive.com. I just recently put out an article for the, my coverage of New York Comic Con. And you can also check out uh, my new unboxing of the Gutter Crew Spider-Man Miles Morales glasses, which I am wearing right now. Uh, get my thoughts on that, whether they're, I'm wearing them right now. That should tell you right there what I think about the glasses because I'm looking at my screen while I'm doing this show. So, you know, that tells you right there what I thought about the glasses. But, you know, I give an intricate, thorough review of what I think about the glasses and everything. And if you want to check them out, I got a link on there as well. You can go buy them uh, from there as well. They also got a Black Panther version in there. And I will say this, I am not endorsing i'm not being paid by this company these are everything that i put on my website has not been paid by anybody i am doing this out of my own fandom and saying if i find a good product i am sharing this product for you to check out and get yourself and um you know for your own fandom and your own enjoyment go out of your way check it out and i always have a link where you can uh, purchase all these things as well so uh, all that's on talktimelive.com. But if you want to listen to the show and follow us and never miss a beat, uh, and if you just want to watch or listen to the episode and not watch the interviews, you can find all of that wherever podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and if you're on Tumblr, type in Talk Time Live. You can find me there and you can listen to it on that platform as well. So that'll do it for me this uh, this week on Select Start. I will give my review, my thorough review and thoughts on Gotham Knights and see what I thought about that uh, game and what I'm going, what I, you know, the overall consensus of that as opposed to what I thought about it. You know, will I have a different outlook on it? Would I have a different opinion? Um, are there misconceptions to the game? I think I will say this. I think people are coming in expecting one thing when this is this game is going a whole nother direction. And I'll talk about that. Why then there may be some misconceptions to the approach of this game uh, this week when we talk about that. And hopefully we'll get more news on the we'll see what Hel uh, Helena Taylor got to say, you know, in replies to what they were providing. See if she got any evidence of her own from there. So we'll see. So, folks, that will do it for me. All I got to say, this is Dex Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out there. Take care, and everybody have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.